Do I think that this market is in a bubble? I really don't think so. I don't think that we're seeing uh, a, a direct residential bubble. I think what we're seeing is an overall inflation of across the board, right? And I and I think that if there is any crash to come, one of my only things that I see, and just because of the way the history repeats itself over and over, it's not going to be directly a housing market bubble. I think it's an overall market crash if we do see one. Uh, but the way that inflation is rising right now and, and just all the policies that are ran, affordable housing coming back into topics again, right? that just only leads me to believe that we're on track to, for continued growth. In this episode, we have Isai Prieto with Stratwell. Good friend of mine, we've done a ton of transactions together. Stratwell has over 1 billion in sales since 2010 with over 3,000 transactions a year. They work closely with mortgage servicers, asset managers, and traditional sales and buyers. With everybody wondering, are we in a real estate bubble? Well, this episode, we'll be discussing that in the current state of the market. We will talk about why inventory is so low right now and the relationship between inflation and deciding whether to buy or rent. Plus, Isai will share an advice on how to find a good deal for people that are looking to buy a property. All this and much more up next. Real estate investing is changing, but there are people evolving and thriving. In this podcast, we'll listen to their stories and hopefully learn from them. I am dedicated to creating a life where I could create multiple passive income and doing something I love along the way. To me, the most important part is doing significant work and create great relationships along the way. For those that want to invest in passive income multifamilies, email me at abio at abiobiestados.com. My name is Abel Ballesteros. I am a real estate investor and entrepreneur, and I want to help you live the real estate life. Welcome to the Real Estate Life Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Life Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Life Podcast. So on this podcast, we are dedicated to creating a life of passive income through real estate and doing things that we love along the way. Today, I have a special guest, a good friend of mine. Uh, I would say one of my closest boys. And uh, I have Isai Preto with Stratwell. They have over 1 billion of real estate sales from 2010. I mean, these guys average over 300 transactions a year. Uh, they work very closely with mortgage servicers, asset managers, and traditional sales and buyers. Uh, they also specialize in distressed sales. Isai, welcome to the show, man. What's going on, Avio? Oh, hey, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate yeah. it. I know, I know, we always uh, we always talk about getting on these things, and and uh, and I'm happy to finally uh, have it come have it come to light, man. Really, I mean, I mean, I think I on. talked to yeah, I think I talked to you about this two years ago, and it took me two years to 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 <laughs> gather myself to actually put this together. And I, you were always so, encouraging. Dude, let me tell you you were, it was well worth it, though. I mean, I see your yeah. efforts, I see your posting, uh, yeah. I see all your content. You not you you have it all put together now, man. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun me. doing it. Yeah, you know what? What I can tell people is that I psyched myself so much, but now I'm having fun doing this. It's actually enjoyable. I get to talk to people like you and other experts in the business, and it gives me an excuse to force them to talk to me about subjects that maybe they won't talk about. And uh, sure. first, I, first, I want people to know who Isai Prieto is, and, and for those that don't know, how did you get into real estate, and how did you build? First, let's start, how did you get into real estate? All right. So I started, I started at 15 when I was 15 years old. I basically, I saw my brother-in-law who's been a big mentor to me, uh, who was uh, dating my sister at the time. They had just got married. 
uh, and he was managing a coal banker office. And I liked the whole transacting and putting people together. I did that naturally as, as a human. I, I tend to really build deep relationships with people and really understand people and get in their position and see how I can help. And connecting people to me has always been exciting. And so then uh, I basically came along with him and helped him market. Right? I did a lot of flyers. I did a lot of door knocking. Right? A lot of people, and because of the presence of my brother-in-law, who he is, he's very big in the institutional world. A lot of people thought that he kind of just handed me off, you know, accounts. And all you got to do is just go out there and, and, and do it. And it actually was the complete opposite of that. He treated me harder than everybody else and made me door knock, right. In areas where I'd never ever felt comfortable. I was 15 years old, 16 years old with an oversized long sleeve shirt, right. That I stole from him, (laughs) (laughs) made my own flyer called real, right. It was real estate acquisition and lending. And basically I had no idea what I was going after, but I would knock on the door and ask him if they wanted to sell their house. And I bought my first fourplex and open locker like that. And I just got a liking to the investment side and then it just followed and, and branched out into retail real estate. And, and now what we are today, really, it's just a, a machine of, of, of single family residential sales. Really? Yeah. So, so just for the listeners to understand. So when, when I met Isael it was in back in 2014 and um, I joined his team to, to make, to, to gather and, 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 and execute contracts on a ton of residential properties for invitation homes. I remember when I joined this team, I, I just couldn't believe the volume of properties that we were buying for that group of single family homes for their rental, yep. uh, for their, for it to buy and hold uh, a model. And throughout that process, working with you guys is what I really got to see what, you know, that other side of the industry, which you guys specialize in, which is, you know, working with these type of investors and these type of companies that do things in a large scale. And uh, yeah. I know that you and Eddie have a strong background in asset management, working with these mortgage servicers. So whenever I see something happening in the market or I start hearing rumors, I always call you <laughs> and Eddie and because, because, you know, there's one, there's one thing uh, that you hear the news and the news media and you see, Oh, the mark, the market, the market, what's going on with the market. And when I thought about, I need to get Isail on the show, which is the number one question that me and you get asked all the time. So I'm just going to go get straight sure. to it. Are we yeah. in a bubble? Are we going into a market crash like 2008? That is the first thing I get asked at least two or three. I get asked by the waitress in a restaurant. I get asked by <laughs> my family members. They ask me the same question every other week. Uh, I get asked by my friends and, 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 and you know what? It's, it's a fair thing to ask because when you look at the news and you see the inventory and you see the prices and, uh, you know, you know that I've, I've gone into more on the commercial side. It's a little bit different, but I still have to pay attention to what's happening on the residential side. Give me, give me what you see in the current state of market, uh, what you're seeing right now. I mean, demand, so inventory is definitely uh, it's, it's extremely scarce, right? And a lot of it has to do with migration of, of population. Really, a lot of the a lot of the people coming from north from up north, right, are coming down because of taxes, right. We're having tax breaks. We're having the biggest boom, right, in tech history, right. Trying to move all these companies from Silicon Valley, city, um, it's, uh, Francis Suarez, right, city of Miami, is doing an amazing job bringing in these huge hubs of businesses, right, that are set to employ a lot of people, and they're basically setting the pace for us to look like another New York, right. Uh, do I think that, like, to answer your question directly, do I think that this market is in a bubble? 
I really don't think so. I don't think that we're seeing uh, a, a direct residential bubble. I think what we're seeing is an overall inflation of across the board, right? And I and I think that if there is any crash to come, one of my only things that I see, and just because of the way the history repeats itself over and over, right? Uh, I, I recently saw a documentary on capital, right? On 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 basically just. Uh, our government's capital, right? And the way that we rebuild our capital, right? And there's always a devastation in our market. There's always some sort of bubble after a 15, 20 year period, whether it be a war, whether it be uh, some sort of financial crisis in our economy, uh, whether it be a segmented uh, burst in our real estate economy, uh, social issues, right? That took place back in, back in the 70s and 50s. I think we were quick to forget, right? All of these times that our market has crashed. Uh, and so with this pace, I think it's a new generation coming in. And I think that it's not going to be directly a housing market bubble. I think it's an overall market crash if we do see one. Uh, but the way that inflation is rising right now and, and just all the policies that are ran, affordable housing coming back into topics again, right? That just only leads me to believe that we're on track to for continued growth, right? And if you see back-to-back reports from... Uh, Goldman Sachs, uh, from from these big funds that are analyzing our overall economy, they're saying we still got a good three, four more years of, of burst, right? Before we see, uh, or not burst, I would say growth, uh, before we see some sort of devastation, right? And my thing that I'm looking at constantly is a 10-year treasury bond, right? I'm looking at that to see because uh, banks tend to lend on that, right? That's the, that's the cost of money for banks. So if that raises, right, if that starts to rise, which has, which it has trickled up, um, that tends to in, in basically cause mortgage rates to, to, to go up. So then that slows down acquisitions. But man, with all this money coming in, I mean, we're seeing it in our inventory. I mean, we're pretty predominant in terms of listings and we're seeing a hundred people showing up, walking around. I mean, literally lines wrapping around uh, to get inside of a property, right? And that and, has nothing to do with COVID, uh, I think. I, it's really just the fact that there's nothing available and people are trying to, to secure some sort of asset in that asset class. Well, you know what? It's it's interesting that you said something in the beginning about migration. And, you know, this this conversation is, is mostly we're talking about South Florida. That's that's your market and that's your niche. Correct. But when you when you want to see my migration pattern, not all the markets are are are, are seeing what you just mentioned. There, there's markets in the United Correct. States that is the complete opposite. So, yeah. you know, so, so for those listeners out there that they're in different cities and all that, I would strongly suggest that you, you, you study your personal market. Yeah. Miami, uh, you know, Broward County, Fort Lauderdale, most of Florida, there's actually some cities in Florida that are not getting this type of migration, that inventory. It's pretty interesting to see that there's some pockets in Florida that are not this hot. Uh, but I do agree yeah. there is markets where that migration is happening in Florida and people from Chicago, from up north. You know, they're going to Texas, they're going to North Carolina, Tennessee. Tennessee right now is number one in migration patterns. Um, I like to use that to, to gather that data. I like to use moving companies. They have the most accurate data where they're picking up and dropping off people. For some reason, Tennessee is the, is the place where people are going. Uh, but Florida, yeah. definitely super attractive. Um when when you mentioned that you know that that you have lines uh, going out to property, is it is it because people just don't want to sell because they're just afraid where else they're going to buy? Is it is it a pattern or is it just just there's a lack of there's a lack of new construction where people can move into? What what is it you think that's happening there? 
Man, that's a that's a great question. Honestly, I really feel that a lot of people have uh, some sort of just uh, PTSD, right, from the first bubble, right? And so what happens right now is that, uh, or at least, I mean, the only logic that I can see behind it, right, from the low inventory is first, just absorption is out of control, right? So purchasing is crazy. And so the inventory just doesn't last as long on the inventory, uh, on the market. And then you have sellers also that are like thinking that same thing, right? Yeah, I could sell my house for a million dollars, but what am I going to do with that million dollars? Because now everything else is that much more expensive, right? I think we all mean so you're seeing about that. people holding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Do we sell yeah. now? You see? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, we, we talk about that personally in our own personal homes, right? Like, what do you, what do we do? Right? Like, is it the time? Can we go out and afford a bigger, better house? Right? Sure. Is it the right time? I don't know. You get kind of get scared because you don't want to get caught with your pants down like you did in 06 and 07 where the mortgage crisis hit and everybody was losing their houses. Right. And it was just uh, lending was very loose. Everything was just so easy to get into trouble. Right. And that's kind of what it feels like right now, aside aside from the absorption of the migration coming in here. And so I think that a lot of sellers now are like just saying, hey, I mean, that's great. I'll maybe pull a line. I'll refi. I'll better my financial state. Right. But I think uh, I think personal debt uh, is really low still compared to to what we've seen in 06 and 07. And, and I just think people have, are not willing to, to transfer to transfer their equity into a property that they might go underwater with in the future or at least feel like they may go underwater in the future. You're seeing a lot more people being more savvy in terms of investments. They're for, they're focusing on their 401ks. People are a lot more savvy in terms financially than they were 2006 and seven. I believe um, there's a lot more education out there. There's a lot more social media. There's a lot more just connection to, to, to the public. And I think I, I, I don't see it. I don't know. I, I, I don't really can't explain why there isn't that much inventory, but that could probably be one of the biggest factors of it. Yeah. Now, do you, do you, do you ever give advice to someone just say, like, just, just go rent a property. That is one of the things that I, I tell sometimes my friends and family and, and people and I'm like, like, why are you going so crazy trying to, to buy a house right now? Like, it's, it's okay, man. Just go, go rent, go rent. I know as a commission in sales, that's kind of like a thing, but no, that's irrelevant to us. Right. It really, I mean, if, if, if I get to assess someone's scenario and anybody that's listening here, right. Feel free to reach out to me at at any point. Right. If you have any property software, we have offices uh, on the West coast and and on the East coast. um, And we can basically assess anybody's scenario and tell you what, what your options are and what your best, your best route should be. Right. Um, sometimes that entails not selling, right. Or, or entails not buying. Right. Uh, I will say interest rates are at all time low. So it is, I can understand people purchasing. And then my biggest, the reason why I kind of don't tell people to go rent is because I think inflation is coming. Right. And because inflation comes, you want to be able to secure as many assets as you can right now. We're in an asset run right now and everyone is trying to secure an asset. Uh, cause think about it. If you have your money sitting in a bank account right now, right. And the value of your money goes down, your purchasing power goes down right now. You just worked so hard to have so much money saved and put away for a rainy day. And now it can't, it doesn't even go for, it doesn't even go far. Right. Yeah. So what people are doing now is they're saying, Hey, I'd rather not have that much, that much cash in the bank. I'll have liquidity in terms of assets. Right. Uh, but if inflation goes up, my asset value goes up. So I'm safe. My money's yeah, safe. Yeah. Right. If it starts to go down, so people, that's what I'm saying, that people are a lot more savvy in that 
in that arena. And I think that that has to do a lot with the, the access to information that we have right now. Yeah, I agree that the best way, uh, it, it, there's nothing that we could do about what's happening with inflation. So, you know, I always try to figure out, all right, I, I, I can't do anything about what's happening with inflation, but what can sure. I do to to put me in a better position with the inflation that's going on? And, you know, we have right. a construction company uh, that that is constantly monitoring the cost of goods and the cost of materials. Yep. For those that are, you know, the value of wood and the cost of wood and metal has skyrocketed. So, you know, uh, when you buy a piece of real estate or piece of asset or real estate that has the wood in it, that has the metal in it, that has all the materials that go into that property are in it. So one of the things that we found in, in our, in our business is the best way to fight inflation is refinancing and taking advantage of these low rates. These rates are historical. Uh, if you if you know and you understand the value of buying right and using debt the right way and using inflation to 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 balance out by low interest rates, you in five ten years you just you you just did so good for yourself. I, I would like for yeah. listeners to understand that 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 is one of the best ways to fight inflation is by securing low debt. Get yourself out of those high interest rates. Uh, you know, we just closed the deal on fifteen year mortgage for 2.35 on a residential property, 2.35 for 15 years. I mean, come on, that's man. Insane. That's to me, that's, that's free money. money. That's free money. It's free money. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're strategic like that, you're going to do great. Um, but you got to educate yeah. yourself and find the right lenders, the right, the right people to help you put this together. Now, Eastside, there's a, there's a, there's, I'm a buyer right now in the market and I, and I, I'm eager to get in. I, I, I'm hyped up. I, I know that it's, it's hard to find a deal. Um, but I, I do see a lot of, there's still opportunities out there, but the opportunities yeah. sometimes are just not in the MLS. The opportunities are not in Zillow. Uh, you know, that's in a mass scale. If I'm a buyer and you see me eager and I come to you, what will be your first advice to me? It depends on the strategy, right? So, what do you what 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 are we what are we what are we? What type of buyer are you? Are you an investor or a retail? I'm an investor. I'm an investor. I want to I want to make I want to take advantage of these low interest rates, and I want to make a little bit of money on 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 an investment, rent the property out. Got it. So, what we're seeing right now is a a lot of the multifamily really is is really I see a lot of people just doing going conventional financing because your cash on cash return is is there. There's still some inventory that comes out, obviously the hot stuff. And what we recommend to anybody uh, looking for, if you want the deals, you have to go direct, right? You have to knock on doors, uh, uh, make your own flyers, right? Have hire a VA to, to cold call for you. Uh, go out and pass out flyers yourself and try to meet these sellers face to face, right? The old school way of, of really just doing what other people aren't right now. A lot of people are just sending letters, you know, a lot of people are fearing of rejection. So the best deals we've ever seen and ever come across has been literally, literally just relationship based. So knocking on doors, trying to get to sellers direct, right? Uh, putting the name, putting your name out there uh, as yeah. a buyer, right? If you're looking for an investment deal, right? If you're looking for, if you're willing to start off and you want to start off with a, a duplex or a triplex, I tell people just to reach out to the listing agents directly and try to build a relationship with them and let them know more. That's what you're looking for. Uh, I've seen, uh, I've seen multiple YouTube videos that, that really talk about how to approach listing agents, right? You don't just want to call and say, Hey, when you get a good deal, just call me. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean anything to anyone. Right. 
But now if you say, hey, I'm, I'm trying to tap into the market, I have some cash, I'm maybe looking for a six, seven, eight percent return, right? And now you understand what you're looking for, right? And you, and then you advise the agent that you're looking outside of that, right? That if you have something else that's somewhat around this uh, parameters, or you feel that there's an add value, I would be more than interested. I'd be more than happy to to, to look at it and underwrite it and give you a word or decision quickly. You know, I, I think that's those are the best uh, strategy tips I think for for a buyer looking to get into the market right now. Uh, that's what I've seen has the most success, right? Uh, and then don't, don't be discouraged. There are deals out there on the MLS. It still makes sense, right? There are scenarios and agents. There's so many agents out there also that are, are novice, right? And really don't know what they're doing. Right. And that leaves, that leaves some meat on the table for, for an investor to, to really eat off of and, 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 and buy a good opportunity. I've seen some, I've seen some deals where agents just do a disservice to their sellers, right. And they don't know any better. Um, and then a buyer can, you know, take advantage of that. Okay. You know, who you hire, who you work with and, and how you build those relationships goes along. Yeah, I, I always advise as a as me myself, so I'm, I'm, I'm always a buyer in the, in the multifamily sector and I'm always, but I, I, I know exactly the product that I'm looking for. And sometimes exactly. I, I do get derailed because I, I see something pop up that I'm like, Oh, that's a good deal, but it doesn't fit my criteria. Um, and sure. I might go down the rabbit hole and waste some time looking at that. And I'm always trying to stay disciplined online that, okay, this is my criteria. This is what my investors want. So uh, that's the advice. Also know exactly what your yeah. product, what, exactly what you want. If you don't know that yet, you need to start doing some homework before they come to Absolutely. an expert like you to find a deal that would help out the process. Yeah. Know exactly what you want, have your expectations or, 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 or an idea of what you want to make a realistic number. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think that, you know, we just came on the news that the mortgage forbearance has been extended to December. I'll jump back to that topic. Uh, sure. I, I see it piling up. I see the evictions are being extended. Uh, the sheriff office, me, I'm having that personal issues where there's no evictions are not happening. They're taking very long. If they're happening, they're happening at a very slow pace. There's a lot of investors out there that can't sell their properties because they're, they, they can't evict their tenants. Uh, there's a lot of investors out there that are mortgage are, are, are took on the mortgage for bins. They're not paying their property taxes. Uh, that type of investor that's going through that, you don't think that that's going to pop open and allow more inventory to hit the market. You don't think that's going to affect uh, the market in a negative way? Personally, I don't think so. I think it, I think it probably will, but I don't think it's, it's such a detriment to our market. And I, because the absorption is so high, right. I think that as those properties even start to hit the market, right. They'll be gobbled up, right. Because of the bent up demand that there is for, for the lack of inventory. So, like I said, I don't think it is a direct marking uh, housing market crash, right. I don't think we're going to see uh, sure. Is that, a de- is that going to do a, a, a negative effect to our market? I, I believe so. But nothing that's going to be like 2006 or seven, where we saw, you know, 120 percent, you know, uh, basically yeah. drop in our market, Correct. or you know, 75 percent drop in our market, where you were buying properties for under under construction cost, right? You were, I mean, you you picked up a bunch of multifamilies, right? When we were yeah. when we were listing them and selling them, you were one of my main buyers buying multifamily for me, and I remember we couldn't even we couldn't sell them we couldn't sell them. We couldn't sell them at those prices, right? They would still go under reduction. Properties that were list triplexes for sixty thousand dollars, right? That are now worth six hundred thousand dollars. It's crazy. Yeah. So if that market tends, if that forbearance, you know, 
does a negative effect to the market, it's going to be something around 10%, 15% to market. And it's going to be certain asset classes. I think investors are going to probably feel it the most. But then again, lenders are smarter this time. They verified more documents, right? They they have leverage on those houses. They have they have uh, thirty. You know, some of those yeah. are at seventy percent LTV. Oh, yeah. You know, fifty yeah. uh, no, no, percent LTVs compared to market value right now. So uh, it, they're either sell at auction, right, at the foreclosure auction, so an investment company will buy it because they're there and they're acquiring right now. So I don't think it'll even hit the retail market at, at such a large scale. Yeah, I I, I, think I, we'll I actually. I think I yeah I actually agree with you. I think that right now, uh, I, I'm going to speak now as as South Florida. I think that we have uh, about a, like a month of inventory, you know, in a in a in from what the last data I looked at. If we need a, at least six months of inventory to be in 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 in, in a good market, you know, the, the lack of inventory. Market, sure. Yeah, yeah, leveled market, correct. So we're so far from that. It's just I, I I agree with you on that in that sense. So for those listeners out there that are that want that are want that answer, are, are we in a bubble? We just answered it right now. No, I think that we are in a in a strong real estate market. Uh, I I, yeah. I agree with you. I don't know if we'll go four years. I have my theories about that. Um, I, I think that we do have a good, good solid a year to two years. That's that's just me being uh, you know my scare side. Um, cause I am still traumatized with that, that last one, the PTSD but, from 2006 <laughs> and 7, man. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I think that I'm confident with the, what's going on with the resident market market and, uh, we should, we should see it strong for the next two years. Um, Absolutely. It, it's, uh, Eastside, for, for those listeners out there that, that would like to, to get in touch with you and, and, and get advice from you and you could help them sure. sell, buy their properties. Um, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach me, Isael, I-S-A-E-L, at stratwellrealestate.com. Uh, or you can, on Instagram, Isael underscore Prieto underscore Stratwell. Or you can find us on Facebook uh, at uh, Stratwell, R-E. Man, uh, and you can follow man. us there. You can drop a message. I have, we have a YouTube channel as well, Stratwell. Um, we're con- we're putting, we've been slow on the content lately. We we're, we're really hitting hard. And then, uh, like I said, and, and you know this, it's it's a consistency, right, of putting out content yeah. and information. So definitely re- feel free to reach out on any of those avenues. If you have a property you want us to look at and, and give you a, a some sort of opinion on or, or a CMA on, we're more than happy to do so. If you own a group of properties, right, and uh, our main focus is to minimize uh, minimize risk and maximize profits, right? And so if you're looking to sell a portfolio of properties, we, we're an expert in, in doing so. And then and then acquiring properties as well. So whatever we can do to help, feel free. I think there's a button somewhere in this thing. <laughs> we'll there's gonna the be a link down there, <laughs> up there. Yeah. All right, Isaiah, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for thanks for giving me the time. And now now the listeners can know that you know we're good. We got a nice Absolutely. run coming up. Absolutely. Let's enjoy it. Yeah, Let's have yeah fun doing man. It. Take advantage of it. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to invest and, and give Abel some money, man. So you put it in the right places. He's always done well. <laughs> I'm trying to send it your way. All right, brother. Thank you, man. Thanks for your time. Hey, have a beautiful day. Thank you again for having me on. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, please go to my website, www.abiobiesteros.com.